0: Brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed. realties, dot com. Hey,
1: every morning at nine o'clock, we hit uh, social media at Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Find out what's going on, and here to take us through it, Sarah Kozel, as what's always. Going on? We got some good
2: stuff today, I think. I think that's true. Okay, good. Yes, I just looked at the questions just to confirm, and yes, I I think that's true. A couple questions that are right up my alley. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, there is a movie question, so stay tuned for that. Movie buffs with the Oscars last night. Uh, Let's start out with the Phoenix Suns, though, Um, and and some news that is of interest to us this morning. Suns GM and President of Basketball Operations James Jones spoke with AZ Central's Dwayne Rankin in a story that was published yesterday, and there's a quote in there about Kevin Durant. Quote, if the playoffs started today, he'd be out there. James Jones went on to say that sprained ankles happen all the time in basketball, nothing to worry about, so they just want to make sure he's good and let the rest of the team get into a flow in the meantime. We're starting off with this four-option poll, guys. All right. I will feel confident in the Suns' title chances so long as Kevin Durant comes back with at least three regular season games left by the first round of the playoffs, by the second round of the playoffs, or I just won't be confident this year.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to vote for the first one. Me too. Three regular season games left. Because what Rick Buecher said is right on the money. It's not. It's not having confidence that Kevin Durant can drop down into a situation and perform well. I think we know he can. It's everybody else around him being com- completely familiarized with him on the basketball court.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Totally, perfectly said. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go with you know being the glass three quarters empty guy, the last one, but. I still think there's a chance that they could make some noise and and maybe get hot and win this thing. But I think they need as much time with Kevin Durant before it counts for real to make it count for real. So my my option is the first one as well.
2: All right. That's where the majority of our voters went. Forty percent said with at least three games left. Thirty five percent said. They'll feel confident in the Suns' title chances so long as he is back by the first round of the playoffs. Uh, 22% just won't be confident at all this year. 3% say they'd be okay if he misses the first round but comes back for the second. Uh, Savage Wolf says, the problem is a small losing streak in the regular season can put the Suns into the play in tournament. Durant needs to come back in the regular season with as many games left as he can. 15 games left for those counting. Yeah. Jildo says, like a true Arizona sports fan, I will never be confident in anything. Whoop, <laughs> 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 oh, heard that one before. Uh, Michael Surges says, come back? Yeah, Durant will come back just to get injured again. No way this guy stays healthy for an entire playoff that run. That is not my burner account. <laughs> and then the last one from Himothy. Himothy, I love that. Y'all are under, underestimating one of the best scorers in NBA history. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, plus a plugged-in Kevin Durant, is still reaching the conference championship. He and Booker can literally score 80 combined on any given night. Yes, he can, so long as he is out on the court. Let's go to our next question, looking at some college basketball with Selection Sunday yesterday. Three of Arizona's four teams got in. NAU, we were all depending on you, or at least hoping for you to get in. I don't think anyone was actually banking on it. We're asking, what is most likely with their current draws? ASU makes the Sweet 16 out of the first four. Arizona makes it to the final 4 or GCU upsets its first round opponent? Gonzaga.
3: Oh, that's a good question. I'll go with uh I'll go with B. Uh, because it, because to make the Sweet 16, ASU would have to win three
1: games. Yeah, they'd have to right, be have Nevada, to get TCU, and likely Gonzaga. Yeah, Ooh,
2: that's a tough, <laughs> yeah, tough stretch right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The the choice of these three, I don't feel confident about any one of the choices. That's fair. But Arizona making the Final Four is, you know, as a two seed, it's it's a pretty you know friendly path. That's the that's the most likely. I'd love to see GCU upset Gonzaga, though. Oh, what a story that would be! be.
2: Absolutely insane. Hey, Jarrett Carlin, what do you think about Arizona making it to the Final Four? Hey, Wildcat hater, Jarrett Carlin.
4: Twenty-two years, so they're due. Maybe I'll say that. Okay, I don't think they're in the toughest region. I'll say that. So. I don't know. This team I don't have the most confidence in. They're good, but they're not great.
2: Yep, that's well said. Um, 60% of our voters say Arizona making the Final Four is the most likely of these three options. 23% say ASU getting to the Sweet 16. 18% think that GCU can upset Gonzaga. Orrin Keene is one of those people. Gonzaga is not the team it once was. That's true. GCU will make it tough. None of these likely will happen, but Arizona got a tough draw. And ASU's biggest test will be TCU if they can get past Nevada. They match up friendly region.
1: I'm wondering why they believe that Gonzaga is not the team as they once were because they lost five games this year. Right, because they lost like one conference game or they maybe they lost two five, conference yeah, games yeah,
4: instead or, of one. Twenty-eight
1: and five, and they have one of the yeah. best. You know, Twenty-eight and
0: five. Twenty-eight and five. Look, not for nothing. Twenty-eight and five.
2: <laughs> <sighs> Jildo says, how can you choose the most likely when they all have a 0% chance of happening? (laughs) Wow. And then AZ Kid says, I know what sucks buttermilk for you, Vinny. But the answer is U of A. It's true. I don't think it's likely, but again, most likely of those three choices. Exactly. Not likely, but most likely. Okay. Final question. This is the one that I think Vince is excited about. The Oscars were last night. We're talking sports movies. We're talking athletes as actors. In movies, what was the greatest acting performance you've seen in a sports movie? And uh, what is the greatest yeah. acting performance by That's an athlete?
3: Okay, I I know that because I just saw this the other day. Um, Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems was great. Yes. Kevin Garnett is
1: really really, was really good. Magnetic and charismatic. Does he get minus points for playing himself though? That's
2: a good <laughs> question. How hard do you have to act?
1: Now he had never really had any movie experience. And I know a lot of people in this thread said Wancho in in Hustle, and he wasn't playing himself, but he was playing himself with a different name, basically. He was Uh, so good, though. Best by an athlete. I did not love this movie. I loved his performance in it. It was a smaller role. Lawrence Taylor in Any Given Sunday, I thought was very good in that role. Playing that psychotic linebacker. Oh, yeah. I thought it was was good. Uh, in terms of best overall performance in a sports movie, I'm going Moneyball, but I'm not going Jonah Hill. Ooh. Brad Pitt in Moneyball, I thought was amazing. That
4: would be my pick.
2: Okay. Hmm. Jarrett Carlin, do you want to chime in here? Movie guy?
4: No, just it was just reminded me though about the whole playing himself thing. Last night at the Oscars, um Steven Spielberg was nominated for Best Screenplay about the movie that was about his life. Yes. And he lost. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he, it wasn't convincing that he uh, that was, the Academy was able show. to write. You yeah. know what?
1: Your life sucks. Yeah. You're yeah. Like,
4: I don't think you did a good job uh, writing about yourself. That's You hilarious. didn't really know what you were talking about there. I
2: don't trust it. Not accurate. Huh? All right, getting to some of our listener responses. Cactus Jack says Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans was his favorite um, acting performance in a sports movie. And he shouts out The Rock in Fast and Furious seven uh, for best athlete in a movie uh, Brandon Murato liked Sandra Bullock in the blind side or Brad Pitt in moneyball oh father like son yeah uh, in yeah. terms smart kid yep uh, he went to hustle. Juancho, Hernan Gomez, and Anthony Edwards. He says they were both great they were in that movie. Fantastic they movie. Were, they were really good. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride is Oscar Anybody Chips. a peanut? <laughs> Submission. <laughs> Dave Burns, resident movie expert here at Arizona Sports. He votes for Jonah Hill in Moneyball and Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems. Okay. Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> like- and... I like
1: Corp Shasta's vote. Oh, let's hear it. Reggie Jackson in The uh, Naked Gun.
4: Ah. Oh, that was good. He was convincing <laughs> as a mindless Kill. automaton. The Queen. That was good, yeah.
3: yeah. That was really good. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar
2: in Airplane was really good. Oh, that's right. As Roger Murdoch. <laughs> Michael Jordan in Space Jam. How do yeah. we feel about his acting chops in that one? You
1: know, I've never sat all the way through the original Space Jam. What? I, on. On. I tried to. Yeah, it has like. Bill Murray either. and Newman in
4: it. Yeah. Come on. What yeah. more could you want? Uh, Apparently more than that. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody in social studies. (laughs) There's a
1: start, huh? Uh, Social studies at Bickley underscore Murata is where where that goes down. More of the uh, Monday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings right after this on uh, Arizona Sports, the local
4: sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Offensively. They score with the best of them, but we had so many my bads and and blown coverages tonight. it just stacked against us and then you couple that with them having 36 free throws and then they made some threes, one off the glass, the one at the end, like stuff like that. It was just too many too many holes to dig out of tonight. I, I didn't think we played with the sharpness game and game plan discipline that it takes to Play against a team that's hungry, a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a long time, and they're chasing something. And I didn't feel like we chased tonight. I thought we were not as sound um, as we need to be uh, to play against a really good offensive team. We hung in there, but we just didn't have the the level of game plan discipline that it takes to, you know, win a game like that. It's Monty Williams from Saturday night.
1: Suns lose to the uh, Sacramento Kings, one twenty eight to one nineteen. In a game that going into the weekend, Bick, I had identified, and I think you were on board with Mm -hmm. me too, like, hey, this is a big game for the Suns. Coming, uh, you know, off the Oklahoma City game where they rested a, a bunch of their players for injury or just overall rest and the Suns got the win after the weirdness with the Kevin Durant thing. But yep. having a playoff team come in, a team that you had just beat the last time they came to town in the Kings, you know, you're not going to have Durant for an extended period of time and a team in the Kings that's ahead of you in the standings. It was a good test for the Suns and. You know, maybe they can take some some learning lessons from that game, and yeah. I think Monty Williams alluded to some of them in that soundbite. But they did not play a good game. They they let a, a few things affect them. I think Monty is correct in saying there was a lot of defensive breakdowns. Uh, the bench got dominated by the Sacramento yeah, bench. Yeah, that was the big thing. Um, still, players um, that you're counting on to be more consistent for the Suns and carving out roles for themselves are not consistent. I mean, Josh Kogey's been about the closest thing to consistent I that lie. they've seen and my, that dunk he had. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> That was crazy. Yeah. But, you know, and, Torrey Craig has not been that guy. Damian Lee has not been that guy. Terrence Ross is starting to come around, but you saw and you you pointed out his his defensive deficiencies earlier. So, yeah. there's a lot of work to be done Yeah,
3: still. no doubt. And so I think we we know that that, that position in a best-case scenario when Kevin Durant returns, that fifth starter That guy who's going to be left open purposely, we know that person's going to have to be a reliable maker of shots. But that person's also got to play defense. Mm -hmm. Terrence Ross has been terrific offensively the past couple of games, but De'Aaron Fox just abused him on Saturday. Yeah,
1: so if you could fuse Terrence Ross
3: and Ish Wainwright together, (laughs) that would be perfect. Perfect. The Suns bench had more fouls, 14, than baskets, 13, on Saturday.
1: So not a good night for the bench, and sixty-five points allowed to the yeah. Sacramento yeah. bench. Damn. They almost had five guys in double figures off the bench. Yeah. And and the Kings
3: play with a lot of pace. Uh, there's a lot of, as Monty Williams pointed out, there's a lot of there's
1: a lot of there's a lot of excitement. This is new for them. Yeah, but it was a game too where there was it was a balanced attack for Sacramento. De'Aaron Fox has been outstanding, especially in the fourth quarter, and he made a couple plays, but he didn't have a big scoring game. DeAndre Ayton actually outscored and outstated DeMonte Sabonis. And uh, they still lost the game. Yeah, and Devin Booker was 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 good. He wasn't up to the same level he had been when he won Western Conference Player of the Week. Uh, Eye opening game. And now you go into S- San Francisco tonight to take on the Warriors. I wish we had more time with with Rick Buecher to talk about what the Warriors are going through. Call him back, Jarrett. And I think you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, "Don't sleep on the Warriors." But at this point of the season where the desperation should be pretty clear yeah. even for a defending champion who probably is battling a bit of fatigue at mm-hmm. this point like we've been down this road before they are wretched on the road and at some point the pride of a champion kicks in so I'm wondering if it's just you know an an age issue a chemistry issue or you know are they just not that good now, now, I don't feel comfortable putting dirt on their coffin by any stretch because they still are the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. But it's getting closer to that point. Well, but again, and that that's what they proved last year. They,
3: they they gained themselves an element of blind faith and trust, at least from their fan base, by being able to find that switch last year. Yes. Whether or not they can do that again with this year's team, I've got serious doubts about that. Um, but I do think that I, I am worried about tonight because last time the Suns went there, they punched them in the mouth. And mm-hmm. and Golden State was not expecting that. So that, that has to be front and foremost on their mind. And then you just look at the Western Conference standing. I mean that 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 playing element. You've just you, you've
1: got to stay out of that at all costs. Yeah, I mean Rick Buecher was on with us earlier, and he talked about a comfortable cushion uh, between the Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Well, it's not that comfortable, in my opinion. It's a two and a half game lead right now, with 15 games left. 16?
4: 15. 15 games yep. left. Including the game tomorrow. Um, and tonight, the team that has been... Tonight um, and tomorrow, Jared. Tonight, Come on, Jared. Tonight, tonight, versus
3: sports ferret.
4: tonight versus Golden State, I meant.
1: <laughs> no, I know. And the team atop the Western Conference that's been the most consistent, the Denver Nuggets, all of a sudden, they can't win a game. They've lost three straight, including two straight at home. They lost to the Nets in Denver yesterday. Yeah. And Michael Porter Jr., after the game's calling out his head coach. For not giving him enough playing time in the fourth quarter. I I saw that, and
3: I thought to myself, what the heck is that? This this isn't even adversity. This is a three-game losing streak for a team that's got a five-game lead on the second-place team. And this is what's coming out? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Doesn't speak well of their
1: they're not reacting well to it. No. No. And our Jokic had a historic offensive game again mm-hmm. and they still lost to the Nets. Uh-huh. Indeed. You, yeah. you know Michael Bridges by the way with the Brooklyn Nets is averaging 25 points a game.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen all the stats. You know he, he is off to the best start with a new team of anybody in NBA history. It's it, it's just crazy.
4: Yeah. Still. Still, saw that one coming. But he's still <laughs> not as good as Kevin Durant is if he's healthy. Right
1: now, he's way better than Right Kevin now Grant he is. <laughs> I know, I know. scoring way more than Kevin Durant. Uh, oh, he's I way know, better. I know. Uh, coming up next, it's Monday. We'll hand out some weekend hardware. Award shows are in the air. Why can't right, yeah, we do it, too? It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take
0: a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson.
2: Hey everyone, we are Bigley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website, ArizonaSports.com. We're going to take a look at today's poll question and it is about ASU basketball, the subject of many a poll question on our website lately. We've got four options to vote on, guys. How far do you think ASU men's basketball goes in the NCAA tournament? The Sun Devils lose to Nevada in the first four on Wednesday. They lose to TCU in the first round. They lose in the round of 32, or they reach the Sweet 16 or further. I am
3: going to uh, I'm going to steal a page from Vinny's book and be optimistic. I'm going to say the Sun Devils will win a couple of games
1: and bow out on Sunday. Wow. That would be a round of 32, then, mm-hmm. against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can beat Nevada. But you know what? I'm not gonna TCU's a it. toss up. Yeah, I mean CCU's T- a really good team. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steal I'm gonna r- jump on Bickley's coattails. Yeah. As I've done for the last ten oh, years on this it. show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
1: wear a coat. <laughs> certainly not one with tails. All right, no, mullet tails. it does there have a tail go. though. Yeah. That's right. Let's go with Bick's answer. All
2: right. Let's see. Lose in the round of 32. Got a lot of votes, but right now 44% of our voters say they'll get past Nevada, they'll lose to TCU in the round of 64. 22% say they will get to the round of 32, lose there. 21% say they will lose Wednesday against Nevada. 13% say they'll get to the Sweet 16 or further.
1: Here's the key number to remember in any ASU basketball game. 46 the Sun Devils shoot 46% from the floor. They're undefeated this they year. Is shoot. that right? Wow, so that's I the still, key. I still think that holds uh, holds water. Okay. They certainly didn't shoot 46% against Arizona, did they? I don't think so. No. Anywho, I don't know, but that, I doubt it. That is today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at
0: ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Mornings handing out the hardware. Sure.
1: Hardware, it's brought to you by our friends at Revitalize. Weight loss and wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns and home of the Bickley Marotta revolution. You guys all inspired by the Oscars last night? I bet you I'm the only one that watched it. I watched parts of it. I watched the supporting actor awards. Oh, I, I felt like it was I in, in 1985
3: the finale of the zombie apocalypse.
1: Oh, I show. didn't watch
4: it yet. But oh, I you heard have it was, it? No, no. Okay, tonight. There's another zombie right. show. Yeah, there's it's a good one. They That's just keep one. coming back. thanks. all right, Bick, you got the Come first on. award. Yeah, for us? My
3: first award is it. This is the XFL award, and I'm giving it to the city of St. Louis, where 38,310 people showed up for an XFL game in St. Louis. A market that has lost not one, but two NFL teams. And now 38,000 people show up for the Battle Hawks?
1: Did they win? They did. Wow. I've watched very little XFL. Yeah, and I've according it to the out. ratings, I'm not alone.
3: Oh, it was the first <laughs> pro football game in St. Louis since the plug was pulled on the second iteration of XFL 3.0. Yeah, there
1: I mean the back uh, the the Battle Hawks uh, in that season that got cut short too. They were they had drawn a fan base and they were drawing very well. I wonder why all all of a sudden St. Louis is a good football town.
2: What is a <laughs> battle? Hawk? Not, that's what is a battle hawk. What is a battle hawk?
4: Nothing. What's a battle luck with you? But, <laughs> the thirty-eight thousand, though. I mean, to call it a football town. If it was thirty-eight thousand for an NFL game, you'd say, it's "Oh my not. goodness, the stadium is half full." it's but thirty-eight
1: thousand for a, a minor league football. Game.
4: Maybe that's the amount of people that like football. There. Maybe thirty-eight thousand. <laughs> Just thirty-eight thousand, and they show up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: my first Uh-oh. award is the Death Taxes and Will Smith on Oscar Night Award, <laughs> and I'm giving it to Will Smith. Not the Fresh Prince, but Will Smith of the Los Angeles Dodgers. uh, Playing for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic before the game started. Team Mexico leadoff hitter Randy Rosarena came to the plate, greeted the umpire. Offered a fist bump to Will Smith, and Will Smith was like, Nope, Ooh, not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Of course, last year we got actor Will Smith slapping the bejesus out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. That this doesn't rise to that level, but hey, uh, it's something two years in a row. Who will be Will Smith on Oscar night next year that Ooh. causes a stir?
3: So, wh- what was the lack of a fist bump? But what was, do we have any reporting
1: on what that was exactly about? Will Smith plays for the Dodgers, and they're all jerks. <laughs> works for me. <laughs> works Checks works out. for me. <laughs>
3: Checks
4: out. I don't yeah. know if that's the right answer. Yeah. That's the one I came up with. That's no, fine by me. My first award is the Georgia Tech Pueblo Jackets oh, Award. Oh, what a stupid award this is. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and it, it, it goes to the Georgia Tech basketball team, who fired Josh Passner as head coach, and then just hired Damon Stottlemyre as head coach. That pipeline from Tucson to Atlanta, strong as always.
1: Once again, uh,
4: Beck, to point this out, that story broke 16 minutes ago. (laughs) I had a different one, but I I added that one. (laughs) You're flexible, Jared. Actually, uh, something broke (laughs) five seconds ago that I was just going to do. Whoa! That Calais Campbell just got released by the Ravens. You are timely when it comes to hardware. There's no doubt
2: about it. you are. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this is the Speed Demon Award, and it goes to Scotty Scheffler's grandmother, Mary. She is either 87 or 88. I'm seeing a lot of conflicting reports about her age out there. But Scotty Scheffler's grandmother, Mary, walked all 72 holes at TPC Sawgrass to follow her grandson this weekend, which obviously is what powered him to his win. Obviously. Of course. And there's a video that the PGA Tour account tweeted out with her walker. She is freaking zooming. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. She is young and spry, and I'm a little bit jealous. Really?
1: I think I'd have a hard time walking 72 holes and not even playing golf, just following.
2: 4.09 miles. Vic,
1: you're the golf guru on this show. Yeah. I was having a discussion with a buddy of mine yesterday mm-hmm. Well, the tournament was on, and Scotty Scheffler just running away with the Players' Championship, yeah. and he's... Maybe the best golfer in the world so right y- now. So, you were watching golf yesterday? Yeah, I was on oh. one of the various screens at the establishment we were at. Okay. Um, another boring, dominant golfer. This can't be good for golf, can it? No. Or is it?
3: No, no, no. Listen, well, look. He's they, great. There's uh, The PGA Tour right now is there's three guys who just keep playing uh, Pat a Cake or, or Hot Potato with the number one ranking John
1: Rahm, Scotty Scheffler,
3: and. and? Uh, hey. Roger Maltby, <laughs> <laughs> Hank Gudgley. <laughs> Rory McIlroy. Two out of three is good.
1: Yeah, that's good. My
3: last award, Vinny, is I told you you couldn't trust drummers. <laughs> I'm giving it to Colin. Now, us all due respect. With get to Gary Sanchez and Zach Lind. Oh yeah, and all the other and cool Chico drummers. And Chico Diaz, who I played golf with yesterday from the Black Boots. College umpire Reggie Drummer. Oh man, you took my award. I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish the award.
1: Uh, yeah, good idea. I, this this is an <laughs> <laughs> this is an award is that time. would be better off with video. Yeah. Uh, but over the weekend, Mississippi Valley State is playing uh, University of New Orleans. Reggie Drummer is the home plate umpire. The batter is Devon Mims, and he was rung up on two called strikes. The second, the first one was outside. The second pitch, which he got rung up on, never was in the strike zone. Never. It never. Was, yes. So Mims gets heated. He has to be separated by going after, from going after the umpire. Um, but there's a there's a happy ending to there this is? story. Yes, that he got suspended. The Southland Conference has indefinitely suspended. Yeah, it's bad. The umpire Reggie Drummer for calling it uh, conduct uh, and actions deemed detrimental to the conference for refereeing with an agenda. Yes, it was. If you if you have an opportunity to go see it, it's
4: and brutal. it's all over social it's media. Brutal, it's terrible. All right, Jarrett, what do you Look got that for a tag team award? Have My last good. award is the that was better than the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull award and it goes to mm-hmm. Ki-Hu Kwan, who won the Oscar last night for best supporting actor, but also when everything everywhere all at once won best picture, the award was given by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. So, ki hoo Kwan who was in Temple of Doom 40 years ago. Yes with Harrison Ford was one of the first ones on the stage gave a big embrace to Harrison Ford it was a great moment lots of pictures uh, throughout oh, the that's internet cool
3: now. I didn't even know that happened his Biggest speech, smile on his face when he so won sweet. for
1: supporting actor his speech like it was so heartfelt yeah like it was I, really nice I, I'm dead inside as you all know Yeah, correct I had a little you, bit of emotion really yeah. yeah he was so appreciative of it and what, was, what Jim, was his
3: what was his character's name Short, Short Round, round. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. exactly
1: right okay you call him Dr. Jones doll.
2: <laughs> it was really sweet in that speech because he talked so much about wow, did I really peek at what, however old he was in that movie, yes, eight years old? Yes. Like, did I really have nothing else to offer? And then he, and thanked, then he started winning. And
1: then he thanked so his, his Goonies brother for life, the and guy who played Chunk,
4: who is now his agent yes, slash attorney. Oh my! The yes. Best. Yes. It's, it's, it's great, the best. It's a great story. And two members of the cast of Encino Man won Oscars last night. Him and Brendan Fraser.
2: Do we have time for my award? He was in and Yes, Man. of course we do. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay. This is the Goals for Society Award, and it goes to all of the baseball fans in Japan. Do you guys see Shohei Otani hit his first home run of the World <laughs> Baseball Classic yesterday? Uh, it was a three-run home run, I think 448 feet, that helped Japan beat Australia. And... Um, after the home run, immediately after the home run, the woman who caught the baseball passed it around to all of the people <laughs> around <laughs> her, so they could all take photos with it wow. or of it. And I just thought, you could never trust another person to to give a baseball with that importance at like an MLB game. I would never hand that off to someone because I yeah. would assume they'd run off. Yeah. Maybe I'm part of the problem because I trust no one else. But I just watching that, I was like, oh, that it just it's good. Word. I like that. That's good. Yes.
1: And Jared, your I, I had no recollection of uh, Kehi Kwan in uh, in Encino, man. But sure, he was there. You know what this means? Next year, the rise of Paulie I said, Shore, Tarantino. Oh, yeah. Get on it. <laughs> That's a hardware brought to you by Revitalized Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalized. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Some final thoughts on this Monday, including a new rule being passed in the NBA that's going to get a reaction. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona
0: Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day.
1: Country songs, song of the day. No, you don't. That is for sure.
2: I a this isn't Shania Twain.
1: <laughs> Single this is Johnny Lee. I thought it was Mickey Gilly, but it's Johnny Lee. All right. Uh, looking for love. And I. the only reason we're playing this is because, Vic, you said something early in the show. And I'm always trying to glom something off of what you say no, for song okay. of the day. Yeah. So I just wrote down looking for love because you said it in some context. And I for the life of me can't remember the context.
3: Yeah, and it's funny cuz I can't either.
1: Looking for love in all the wrong places. This was a huge hit on the Urban Cowboys soundtrack. Remember that movie? John Travolta's Tour de Force oh, riding yeah. a mechanical oh, yeah. bull in a
4: bar. <laughs> what? Uh, did you see what John Travolta looks like nowadays, by the way? John Travolta, I did see him over the weekend. He's on a T-Mobile commercial
1: now. With Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Yes. He's had the strangest career, that guy. He's had more peaks and valleys than anybody. Anyhow, there you go. There's uh, Johnny Lee looking for
0: love. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the, off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com.
1: Yeah, we start off the grid today. News uh, from Shams today. The NBA, he reported, and the NBA Players Association, moving closer to an agreement to establish a rule that a player must play in a minimum number of games to be eligible for major awards as part of a p- uh, potential new collective bargaining agreement. How about that? An acknowledgement. These guys aren't playing enough. There needs to be a, a baseline level of games that you play, which I think unofficially, historically, that's probably been the case. Yeah. These guys won't uh, get as much love for awards if they didn't play in as many games. It's yeah. weird that they have to write this into the CBA. Very much so. Huh. Interesting. What's the number going to be? So Kevin Durant's not going to win MVP this year. Yeah.
4: that's We know that. I didn't read the story, Jared. I just read that. Well, no, no. In your opinion, I'm saying what would the number have to be? What's
2: the threshold? 65?
1: Uh, I would say probably 75% of a team's game. So what's 75% of 82? Oh, Oh boy. Everybody loves math on the radio. Yeah. Just under 60? (laughs) Yeah. No, over 60. Maybe 60 is the threshold then. A couple guys that have played sixty games this <laughs> year. Mikkel Bridges is going to win MVP every single year. Uh, from the world of football, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. No, you. you good? Sorry,
2: sorry, waving you off. That's right. sorry. <laughs> Carry on.
1: It's time out. We're going to get. We got our signals crossed. Uh, Adam Schefter on a podcast. The Adam. The Adam Schefter podcast. Oh, what there a, we go. What a catchy <laughs> name. Get on. Uh, sat down with Patrick Peterson, pending free agent and I had this discussion. Are
0: there any teams that you could name today that appeal to you? Like, you're talking about a winner.
4: Like,
1: are
0: there certain places, hey, if they're listening, I'm interested in you.
4: Man, I I really like what the the Bengals have. They have a quarterback. They have a great establishment on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I know Eli Apple is going to be a free agent um, uh, 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 an impending free agent coming up, you know, I feel like I can come in there and help those guys, you know, because um, obviously you're going to be going up against another high-quality quarterback in the playoffs almost each and every year against Patty Mahomes, you know, so you're going to need some quality cover guys that can kind of keep those guys in check. Um
1: that's uh, Patrick Peterson identifying the Cincinnati Bengals as a yeah. thing you'd like to play yeah. for. Yeah, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Can Patrick Mahomes now call him Patty Peterson? Oh, Patty that? Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Right? Patty feet. Trying to be like Patty. His Pat, I wonder what the market for Patrick Peterson is going to be. He had a he had a good year last year. After his first year in Minnesota, yep. you're thinking, All right, this guy's playing out the string. Yep. But he did have a good year yeah, last year.
3: And, yeah, and there was uh there was a couple times in the preseason last year when everyone thought he was cooked, he responded with a good a good year for the
1: Vikings. And then, yeah, they'll be curious to see where that show goes next. Yeah, Adam Schefter also reporting um, when the negotiating window for free agency opens in an under an hour. That Today is the day that that can happen. The Texans and Raiders are expected to pursue former 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, according to league sources. The Jets also could get in, but as Schefter says, they're in wait-and-see mode. And why are they in wait-and-see mode? Because Aaron Rodgers wants you to stay tuned.
4: Wants you to wait.
1: (laughs) Boy. And uh, Patrick Peterson, not the only former Cardinal in the news today. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens have released defensive end Calais Campbell. Ooh. Some thought he would retire after the season. He said, you know what, I'm going to give it one more run. He's like one sack away from 100 in his career, I believe. Okay. Uh, but they... So he's w-
3: going the Fred McGriff route.
1: Yeah. Um, they actually released a statement. Calais defines what it is to be a Raven. He personifies professionalism and his contributions to our organization, both on and off the field, are immense. With his passion, leadership, and toughness, Calais undoubtedly produced at Hall of Fame-worthy career. While this is the worst part of the business, we have not closed the door on the possibility of him returning to our team in the future. Mm. Wow, interesting.
3: Well, I, things are going to get really weird in Baltimore. Jeremy Shap reported Lamar Jackson's not going to sign that offer sheet. That he might just sit out the entire season. <laughs> Yeah, and no team, and and other teams have made it clear, oh, we don't want him, we don't need an MVP.
1: No, and teams were lining up and going out of their way to say, no, we're not in on Lamar Jackson at all. Right. The collusion thing actually rings true here, certainly. Yeah. (laughs) Right, if you're Lamar Jackson. You're going to sacrifice a year of your career and a year of earning? Yeah. Just so you can get 100% guaranteed money? Yeah. I mean, talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. How did that phrase ever come out, by the way? (laughs) cut their nose off? Yeah, who wants to cut their nose off? Yeah, exactly. Somebody somewhere said, I'll show you face. Yeah. (laughs) I'll
4: show you. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be a busy day for NFL head. Lost The Eckler requested a trade. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey coming back to the Eagles for one more year. Travis Kelsey. Hosting Saturday Night Live again? No, he no. was pretty good
1: though. It was okay. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. The, the, yeah. the material was no, not great for yeah. him to work with. That's that's for sure. That's going to do it for us on this Monday. Thanks to Rick Buca for joining us from FS1. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early on Tuesday. Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.